Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm Santoine. I'm Antoine. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle. The lifestyle. Our lifestyle. How that lifestyle been treating you? Uh, man, this is, uh, well, the lifestyle been treating me well, man. And I'm just, uh, I'm prepared to get into the episode. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, this is actually uh, what the lifestyle is. So, let me explain that to you. Anybody know us, they know we've been rocking with uh, Big Steel out of California, Norman Steel. Probably five years, going on five years now. We built a great relationship with uh, Steel, and uh, he kind of like our brother in podcasting. So we bounce a lot of ideas off each other. We uh, over there, we help produce a couple shows, and we had heard a show over where over at Digital Soapbox <coughs> Network. We had heard a couple shows. I mean, we listened to the shows, and we had heard a show uh, that the gentleman with us, Calvin, did with the Gangster Chronicles. And the stories he was telling and the information that he was presenting on that uh, show, it was very intriguing. It was very touching, us being the fathers of daughters. And uh, through being connected, my brother, Santuane uh, S.L. Jackson, the author, was plugged with Calvin because he is an author. And uh, they spoke and he told them early on, like, I'm trying to do the book. I want to do a book about my daughter's story. And he probably shopped around, but he came to the best uh, the best person for the job. So we have here, as a result of being a connected experience, Calvin Hawkins. And uh, we're going to get into your story and we're going to get into uh, everything about the book. As you can see, the book on the uh, table, uh, Justice for Nikesha, A Father's Pain by S.L. Jackson and Calvin Hawkins. But go ahead. Hey, man, hold on. Hold on, man. Award winning author, S.L. Jackson. But that's like experience, right? And you know what experience is, right? What is that? Experience is the the death of things. So don't speak about your experience. Yeah, that's what. The, no, that's. Oh, I'm that, sorry. I'm lit, that's literally the what title of the book. Oh, okay, 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 <laughs> yeah, okay, like, okay, That's okay, what okay. it say. Oh, the book. Okay, but I know you knew what I meant when I said experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I, yeah what you know what I mean? I'm sorry. Like, literally, the title because he won the awards. You know what I mean? Sorry about that. Sorry about that. You know what I'm saying? You like to grease yourself. You feel what I'm saying? That's what. But we got Calvin Hawkins, man. Go ahead and introduce yourself, man, before we get into this this story. Uh, my name is Calvin Hawkins. My name is Calvin Hawkins. I'm from Michigan City, Indiana. Yeah. And I just wanted to get my baby's story out. Yeah. So I've been writing this book since November of 2017. Okay. And then I I would write by myself, and then it was too hard for me. Yeah. So I went to the Gangster Chronicles out there in um, California with Big James Still in MC8, it's episode 96, and told my story. So after that, I went back to Big James' house. Next thing I know, he was talking to Santuan, and he was like, I need you to help this little dude finish his book or, or give him some guidance. He, he guidance. little dude? Because my dad's <laughs> knees are little. You got yeah. his fuck. <laughs> That's that California shit, California you know what I mean? So, episode 96 of the Grinch Chronicles, that's very early on. 
right? We've been around since the inception of the Gangster Chronicles before it ever went to air. Before, mm-hmm. yeah. Who was going to be on the Gangster Chronicles, right? So I tuned in to episode 96. Now, how did you get in contact with them to even be able to tell your story to them? Because, uh, first of all, I'm sorry that you're from Indiana and that you're a Hoosier. <laughs> we, uh, we Wolverines and, and, and Spartans and stuff here. It's real Michigan, right? Not Michigan City, but, you know, that's that's a big 10 right? For those who don't know, yeah. Michigan and Indiana, big rivals <laughs> in all type of sports. But, like, how did a guy from Michigan City, Indiana, even get in contact with the Gangster Chronicles that's based in uh, L.A. to tell your story, bro? Riding on my semi-truck. I don't listen to music on my semi-truck because it puts me to sleep. Yeah. So I came across this. I don't even know how I came across the Gangster Chronicles. Divine intervention. That's how nothing is right. And then, like, I kept listening to it over and over and over. And one episode, Big James had said his telephone number. Yeah. So he sent his telephone number, and I text him. Took about a week to hit me back, and then I um, when he did, I was like, "Could I send you something? I'm trying to go on your show." Yeah. So I sent him the Facebook Live. Okay. And he called me. He was on the California freeway. He called me. And shoot, he had touched him. He was like, we got to get you out here and get you on this show. Okay. And that's that's where it went from. Okay. And that, so that's where we uh, got acquainted with you. So what people don't understand is when we say the connected experience, right? It's really the connected influence, by the way. The name of the show is the connected experience. But what we do is the connected influence because we are the influence of a lot of things. And when I say the influence, influence means like. If you know something that can be done, you call the person who can do it. That's a connection and experience. So when he called my brother, it's no shock to us. Right. And I wanted to make sure I said divine intervention because we felt like we should have heard about this story. Being before so be, being so close, uh, y'all about three hours, three away. hours right, away, right, right? Right. So being so close, we were kind of like, why didn't we hear about this, right? With the amount of uh, social media, yeah, like we just YouTube, didn't hear about yeah, it. So we didn't we hear were, about we, it. And uh, me and my brother, I remember, even though this was years ago, I remember saying like, I felt like that one slipped through the cracks. You know what I'm saying? So we actually did research about it before y'all even said that, like, oh, I can help you with the book, and uh. When we heard the episode and everything, we was like, this, this, this actually sound kind of odd. So before we uh, say what sounded odd, kind of get into who you are, where <coughs> you from, Michigan City, Indiana, and what this book is actually about. Yeah, I'm from uh, Michigan City, like I said before. I had a, a business there. Okay. Um, it was... Frost Creative Sounds up under me because that's my nickname, Frost. Frost. And I did uh, do car audio and hook up cars and stuff up in the um, community and everything. So this is like 2011. That's when my daughter was, she was killed. And like after like 30 days later and stuff, we're doing our funeral. I told her, like, you would never be a statistic. Right. I'm not going to allow that. So right. I said, like, it was like 200, no, 150 kids see my daughter get killed. Because it was at a party, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the police wasn't trying to help, and the parents was taking their kids down there telling them not to help. Yeah. So, but all of them came to the funeral. Right. Instead of being there. How, how frustrating was that in, oh, in, in real man. time? Like, nobody want to assist in uh, bringing uh, Nikisha's uh, murder to justice, but everybody want to grieve and mourn in your face at the funeral. Yeah. 
I felt it was all fake. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't even able to grieve. Right. Me and my wife and my two sons, we were just sitting there, like, no tears coming down, no nothing, because it was, like, disrespectful. Yeah. So instead of me crying, I got up and I did my daughter's eulogy myself. Okay. Now, were you slated to do it? Like, anybody? No, that no. Funeral, no. Uh, it, the obituary is the program yeah. the funeral. No, I got up there and preached, man. I don't know what it was. I think it was God. It had mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Because after a while, I got to speaking and speaking. And after the the longer I talked, it's like I went blind. I couldn't see nothing anymore. Right. So when I finished speaking, it's like the light that came back over my eyes and stuff. And everybody was clapping. But I didn't know what they was clapping about. Yeah. But... I told her, you'll never be a statistic, right. and I'm going to change old, my shop name from Frost Creative Sounds to Monster Car Audio. That's her okay. nickname. Okay, Monster. Yeah. Right, so that's a crazy nickname for me. <laughs> so I can only imagine. I got, I got two daughters, uh, then I got a niece. I got a lot of nieces, but when I say a niece, like, who are around me all the time. So I'm like, you know, my brother, like my kids, second father, and vice yes, versa. Plus, twins. we identical twins. So, so they the exact same, same DNA. DNA. Nope. So our daughters are sisters. Right. You run the and then anything we don't like about them must come from their mothers because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we got the same DNA. It can't be from us. That was a joke, babe. I love everything about them. But <laughs> so hearing that story, they like, you know, touched us really close to home. And then when Santuan said, like, yo, Yo, I'm gonna get the. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna write this. You know what I mean. And this gonna be. I'm gonna help him get this out there properly. Like uh, when when he commit to that though, how are you feeling? Because you was introduced to him because he he's award winning author. Like I know I was giving him shit earlier, but that's that's a real accolade. You know what I mean. So when you when they make the connection and it's like we are going to work together, how does that feel from your standpoint? Well, we was uh, we talked and we talked and. He asked me what I expected. Yeah. And um, I told him I just want to get the story out. And he told me what he expected out of me. Yeah. But I scared him. Hmm. I scared him and I scared my other family. Because I would write stuff and then it would get dark again, yeah. hard again. So I was like, I'm going to just take a break. Yeah. So one day he called me and I was at... In my condo in Texas. Okay. Big fussing going on here. Go ahead. Oh, no. Nah. I mean, we all understand it more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so he, uh, he called me. He was like, hey, what you doing? I said, nothing, man. I'm just laying down. I'm chilling. He said, I need you to do something for me. Yeah. I said, what you need? He's like, I need you to get up and write this funeral chapter. I was like, man, what the hell? Yeah. Like, what you talking about? He's like, listen, I need you to get up and give me that chapter. Because if you can do that, you can write this book. Yeah. So I got up and... Took me about seven hours and I sent him everything. Sent it in to him. Yeah. It put me, it gave me a headache and sent me back to bed for like three, four days. Yeah. Now, when he said you called him, because obviously y'all have been communicating, this ain't like the first time you talked to him, because I know as an author, you got to gather your notes. You kind of even want to see if you want to be a part of the project because you have to be able to bring these projects to light as a uh, author and at him asking y'all asking each other like what do you expect from me like kind of get what you need from the other one out of there what made you call him that day and say this is what i need you to do because this was was this like your catalyst of yeah yeah, yeah, to do this? yeah so uh we like we had been talking back yeah. and forth and the first stuff he sent me uh to tell me what was going on yeah. it wasn't a lot you know what i'm saying so i had put little notes like 
if I do decide to take on this project, these are things I could tell him. If I don't, these are still things I could tell him. You know what I'm saying? These are notes he could use. Yeah, these are notes he could use. So, um, it was real short. I would say probably like twelve. Like it, the the first <laughs> the first time he sent me something, it wasn't long at all. And I'm just right. prefacing that now. You know what I'm saying? So the more and more we talked, the more and more I would ask him, like, "Well, tell me this. Tell me that. Tell me this. What was this like?" And I would just ask him all these questions, and it would unlock something to him for the notes that he was preparing me with. Right. So, but I noticed no matter what he sent me, every time it got time to talk about the funeral. It just was bits and pieces. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I just called him, like, because I had a deadline in my mind. Like, if I'm right. going to work on this, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. If I'm going to work on this, I need to start now. So um, I just called him, like, yo, to meet the timeline, I'm going to need that chapter. I wasn't expecting it to be super long, super short. I just needed some type some, of notes. I, well, I just, not, not even chapter. I just needed to know. <laughs> Of the the perspective from the funeral, it didn't have to be a chapter. I just needed it to all be together. Okay. I needed when you start, like when you start talking about the funeral, I need to hear all about just the funeral. Okay. And you said that that took you about seven hours, and uh, then you went to sleep for about three to four days. Do you feel like it's because it's still kind of hard to grasp? Well, it was then, but now, like writing this book, it seemed like it's. I used to cry when I talk about it, but now it seems like it's like therapeutic for me. You know, right, like, right, right. So now it's easier for me to talk about it. And once I got the writing and stuff, it was hard. I mean, like I knew what he needed out of me, so I would just write, cry, write, cry, stop. Then just give him what he needed because I came to him asking him for help. Right. So. Well, not was, help, assistance. You yeah, for assistance. me to assist you in telling your story. So he didn't have to do that. Right. So my job was to give him what he needed. Right. To make sure the story was told yeah. properly. Okay, now, Nikisha, a.k.a. Monster, where does she fall in the line of your children? Do you have more children? Yeah, the, um, she's a, the only girl. The only girl? Yeah. I don't have kids. Three. Yeah, so that she you already wrapped around her finger, right? You know what Man, I mean? She was terrible. Because people, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, them, them sounds cool. I ain't got none, so I can't speak from experience. But you know, your daughter is your daughter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and was, then like, uh, <coughs> she was how when this happened? Seventeen. It was four days before eighteenth birthday. Right. So this party she was at, like, whose party was it? Because four days before your birthday, and she partying because she know her birthday coming up. Because I mean, nah, you know, she wasn't women. supposed to go over there. I didn't even know about the party. Yeah, I'm like, it had to be big though, 150 plus kids. That's my man. Oh, no, but you got to preference this because this is 2011. This is uh, around the Project X movie time. Like yeah. 150 <laughs> kids at a party today is like actually, you know what I'm saying? But 150 two, people at any party. But you know what I'm life. saying? But today, 2022 is different from 2011. Yeah. It was the the beginning of the social media spread and what was going on in, in real like, time. In yeah. real time. So, yeah. so, so of course you wouldn't know about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to loop. You know what I'm saying? So, how big is Michigan City, Indiana? Like, I've never been there. Right. So, just for the, you know, this is a worldwide show. So, kind of <coughs> preference this because uh, it's going to be somebody like, well, it's 150 people a lot at a party <laughs> based on where they from and how easy it is to pull 150, 150 people, people together. Yeah. Like, we from a small city. So, if 150 people anywhere in our city, that's a lot. 
You know what I'm saying? So how big is Michigan City, Indiana? I say like if you drive around the whole city from like the whole excuse me, yeah. the whole round, probably like 15, 20 minutes, you'll be back to your same destination. Yeah, yeah. So probably about four with the miles, lights and stuff. Yeah. How many high schools? Um, one now. Yeah, so that's so it's about the so same. I think it's about twelve point. I mean, we six square miles. Uh, six point two. Six point two. So yeah, what you describing probably like eight to ten square. Uh, yeah, it got now, the it got the main Michigan City High School. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then they got like a private school, yeah. like Marquette yeah. High School. Okay, so like, uh, <coughs> is this party in your neighborhood? Is it in like a, another neighborhood? Far as where the kids hang out, like, what's the proximity of where this party is versus where you guys are from in Michigan City, Indiana? Uh, it's probably like five, ten minutes away from the house. I say ten at the most. So probably like a different like down the street, yeah. um, down the street and around a couple blocks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah a couple turns. Yeah, yeah. But like, okay, so is it in Michigan City? Is it like in 2011? Because uh, just to preference this for the viewers, anytime we mention Michigan City, we talk in 2011. Okay. Just yeah. This okay. Happen right? Is it is it like <coughs> gang infested? Like what's the what's the climate in the streets? Now you don't have to know about the party, but you know what the you you work in audio, so. Anybody who know anything about any type of retail, the people in the street come in two places: audio and where they buy their clothes from. Yeah, or three because where they buy their jewelry from. That wasn't so, too much gangs. I wouldn't say it's gang infested at yeah, all. Yeah, uh, it was just bad kids at times. That that's yeah. that's what anywhere though. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I asked this because uh, for a hundred because what you said, you said one hundred and fifty people at the party. That's on the low end. That's an estimate. She know these people. She uh, is she popular in the city? Like, what's yeah, the she was like? she was she was very popular. Yeah, so she very popular. So something happening to her is like. Why wouldn't somebody speak up? And just to just just let me just get this out there real quick, right? So when I'm saying speak up, it's two things like I don't really give a fuck about, and that's when people be talking that no snitching and all of that because niggas swear that they no snitching until something happened to their grandma. You feel what I'm saying, or they loved one, right? And if uh, an innocent bystander is hurt in any type of street activity, people should speak up about that. Because if I'm not in a gang, I'm not underwater those rules. People who are citizens, that's what you pay taxes for, right? People who are citizens should speak up because that's what turned our communities in the hoods. You know what I'm saying? That's what happened to our, that's what, nah, the only person who would speak up is like the old woman who wouldn't be at a party with teenagers. Y'all people coming and being in my face at my daughter's funeral. But don't none of y'all want to say what happened. That for me is gonna be cause me personally. If this was me, it's gonna be cause for more violence because now y'all playing with me. So then I want to do something to y'all because y'all act like y'all can't at least come tell me what happened. You don't have to go to the police. You feel what I'm saying? Come tell me what happened. Nobody go come tell me what happened. I done looked out for your fucking family on sounds, and I know your daddy because you from here. So anybody in this range, you grew up with these people, right? Yeah. With the, with the parents of these people. Yes, I, I did. remember when you was born, just like your parents remember when my daughter was born. You can't come tell me. And him and his wife was high school sweethearts. Like right. they were not at the same high school. So right. everybody know them just from growing up in the city. And then they know me about because of the shop. You know, right. like, like when... When I got out there, though, like, they had one little kid. He told me who did it. Off rip. 
off rip. And it ended up. Being I, true. I didn't even know the little kid. Right, but I'm saying. Yeah, oh yeah, it was true. true. It was true. Yeah, it you was, know because yeah. you, know, you just coming here, so they can say it, it was such and such. And yeah, you told that just don't be the truth. That but you saying that little kid actually told you what happened or who did it, and it was true. Yeah, right. And then because what ended up happening, this is the the book is called Justice for Nikisha, the father's pain. So obviously. For it to be called justice for Nikisha, that it wasn't like open and shut. You know what I mean? Like, how long did no, it, it take was before? open and shut? Oh, no, it was open and shut, bro. It just wasn't proper police work. Right. That's what I'm saying. When you say justice, that mean it wasn't done properly at all. And we had to double back to make sure that this was done properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. When the little kid say it, like, do you keep that in your mind all the time? Do you brush it off? Because you like right here seeing everything that's going on. No, I kept that in there. It was locked. Like, yeah, it was locked in my head. Yeah, yeah. So on the Gangster Chronicles, and we go reference that because that's like the reference point for the book because they haven't read the book. You said a couple of things, and uh, when y'all just said that the police work wasn't done correctly. <laughs> Why, why, why did the police have such a big issue with you? They hate me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why, why did they? Because I was um. You know how they stereotype you. You yeah. succeeding in the city and stuff. And young black man, everybody coming to you, making um, they want sounds, they want rim. Yeah, I'm providing a service, right. just like Walmart or the other grocery stores. Yeah, like I told them, I was like, these people can come here and spend their money with me. Yeah, Walmart and Myers and everything. They don't ask these people where they money from. Why well, I need to? Yeah. I'm just taking care of my family. As long right. as I'm not in the street, what difference does it make? Right, yeah. And that's the only thing I don't really like when it comes to people uh, who in the underworld, when they spend their money, it only affect uh, the smaller business. And what I mean by that, right, is if you catch a case and you catch a drug case, right, not you personally, but somebody catch a drug case or a racketeering case, they can use that money to pay for their lawyer and their lawyer not under no type of scrutiny. But then they want to take your house. They want to take your car. It's the same money, right? If that if it's, if what you're saying is true, it's the same money. They want to know uh, where you bought your rims from and stuff like that. And I just feel like that's not cool. Like, why why are you worried about where I spent my money at? But then I can pay for my lawyer, and you don't. They not charge. You know what I mean? Because it seemed like the police really had a hard a hard on for you. Like, were you a troublemaker as a kid? Are these <laughs> no. Some, no, I'm saying, are some of these police people you grew up with yeah. and don't like you from when you were a kid? Because in small cities, that's a thousand percent possible. No, nah, yeah. Um, one of the police that helped me out, shoot, me and him went to school together, but they didn't know it. Yeah. So he was the one that gave me some info. But the other police, they just... Had it out for me because they come down there and talk crazy to me. I was like, if I ain't killed nobody and I ain't sold no dope, what you going to take me to jail for? Disorderly conduct for telling y'all about yourself. I'm getting out. Like, Yeah, I'll be out. Yeah, I'll be like out. I'm not going to even see the sale. Like, I'm not doing nothing. Yeah. I, and I would tell them, check my record. Oh, I forgot. I don't got one right. Yeah. So then they would get mad about that. Yeah. yeah. How is this affecting your family at this time? I mean, you said you had other children. Uh, this is your only daughter. You still got to be a father. You still got to uh, run your business. And uh, the grieving process is just not the same for everybody, no matter if it's tragic or sudden or or you knew what was coming. Like, how is this affecting, uh, A, your household as a husband, and B, your household as a, a parent to other children? Man, that, I feel my family when I got, like, super depressed. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, I was there physically. Yeah. But not mentally. Yeah. So I, I wasn't no good to them. 
Yeah. And if it wasn't, you know, I was the the money maker. Yeah. But the police them took everything from me. So, so they took the shop. Oh yeah, they took the shop because um, it kept coming down there, coming down there, picking with me and stuff. And then I had like a business partner, and he later on he didn't went to jail. Now I'm not knowing what's going on. Yeah. So one day I called my wife. I was like, "Hey, could you come down here? Come um see me." She's like, "I'm not coming to the <coughs> shop." I'm like, "Hey man, just come to the shop." So I finally get her to come to the shop, and I heard like. It's funny now, but it wasn't funny then. <laughs> it was like, doo, 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 doo. so she comes outside with me, and then all of us we looking up, man. It was like the um, it was a helicopter, like the FBI thing. They taking pictures and stuff, and then they would come in the shop and they would tell me they would ask me for stuff, but I'm not knowing anything. I ain't got, I don't have nothing, you know. I'm yeah, what you say? The white boy came in and asked Woo! for the party. He said, "Listen." <laughs> <laughs> he come in there. He was like, "Hey, where the party stuff at?" I was like, "Party stuff." He was like, "Yeah, you know the the cocaine that we got." So I tried to snatch him up, but they stopped me. I said, "Man, this is crazy right there." Right. So one day I went to the shop by myself, and then I had this black man pulled up, and it was like a scary movie. Yeah. He had on some blue blockers and stuff, and turned around. He's like. How you doing? I was like, Shit, how you doing? Yeah. He gonna say, don't worry about it. We gonna get at you later. Yeah. Okay. Like, what that mean? What that even mean? Yeah, I found out two weeks ago. Later, you came. He was like, they come in the shop. They wait to add customers. My wife and brother now flip the badge. He was like, go to the back. Go to the back. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Go to the back. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. they asked me for some stuff. I said, hey, man, whatever y'all looking for, I don't have it. Yeah. They said, don't worry. I uh, they was like, don't worry about it. I said, listen, I want y'all to quit messing with me. I said, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not selling no drugs. I'm not doing nothing. I said, I'm taking care of my family. Right. And then that was the good cop. Here come the bad cop. He yeah. said, listen, we know about your daughter. Now you even got my attention. Right. He said, we know about your daughter. He said, we know about your wife and your two other sons out there. We got a conspiracy charge on our desk waiting for your little smart ass. Conspiracy for what, though? That's what I asked them. Yeah. Now, was it conspiracy because of who the business partner was? Is that what they was trying to say? I guess, bro. Well, obviously, the conspiracy charge never happened, right? Yeah, because my brother quit on me. Oh, okay. What you mean? He quit on you. The shop. <laughs> it's the it's shop. A shop was he a was family business. Oh, oh, it was a family Yeah, business. it was yeah. just me and my brother and my wife. Yeah. So, he was like, listen, I'm going to stop you from going to jail. Yeah. He said... I quit. I'm not working for you no more. I yeah. know you don't trust nobody else to be in here with you. Take me home. I want to go back to Texas. Oh, so your brother from Texas? Yeah, yeah. we serve. We from Indiana, Michigan City, but yeah. we go back and forth to Texas. Okay, and, cool. And that's a big part of the story as well. Like yeah. even now today is some of the family is in Texas, and yeah. that's why he was in Texas in the condo. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, it really wasn't just boiling out on it. Yeah, but it is though because yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. condo. So, <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so your brother go back to Texas, and you you and your family just in Michigan City now. Yeah, man, and I'm asking this because it's like sometimes, man, the best way to get away from this stuff is to get away from this stuff because you're not. The resorts you want not happening, right? Because the resort is you want whoever did this to your daughter, uh, A, to suffer the same fate, or B, at least go to jail. Like, we can be real about that, right? I mean, right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a father of two, and, you know, you never want nothing to happen, but you got to run them scenarios in your mind. Like, yeah, I always yeah. tell my brother and my uh, partners, we not parenting 
against nothing but what's going on in the streets. Because once they leave that house, it do not matter. They when they get with that friend group, when they get with them peers, their daughters, when they get with them niggas talking in their ears. You feel me? That's what you parenting against. And it's like you can do your best job you ever did. But one decision that they go left instead of right. And it's all it's, it's all it's, over. It's all over. And it's not because of nothing, but it was a, the wrong decision to make at the time. And you don't even find out if you're a good parent until your kids are older because they got to start realizing stuff for them to be like, oh, dad was right. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not even like you seeing instant results. Yeah, you're right. feeding them. You're putting clothes on. You're being responsible for them. But, like, when you sit down and tell them certain stuff, you don't even know if they putting that to use yet. You know what I'm saying? Kids nowadays, they, want, they ain't trying to listen, to be honest. Right. Like, I mean, because who was? Who was? What? Who, who was listening? You know what I'm saying? Like, because I just... It was just when I was writing a book and I had to be in certain situations that you were giving me, I was like, he... He don't even know that this is parenting. Like, I'm reading about him parenting while I'm parenting. So, one of the biggest, uh, why, because you know, why he was re- writing a book, he was telling me, like, oh, like the parallels of what's going on, right? So, he said it on the show. And uh, I trust that you listen, but I don't know. So, I can't verify that. But one of the biggest uh, things is, when uh, he was like, tell me something about Nikisha. And you told him about her kindergarten graduation. And unbeknownst to you, that's what he going through at the same time. It was her, if in case y'all hear that, it's the one who graduated from kindergarten <laughs> making noise. Uh, he, he, like she's going through her kindergarten graduation. And for that to be the story you tell him. So that to us show that this is alignment this is what's supposed to be happening like y'all supposed to be working together you know what i'm saying because how was that the story we say tell me you know because in order to write these type of books this is a true crime novel but the truth is we sitting with the people it happened to we're not watching this on tv getting the story he hearing it firsthand it's like for him it's like method acting you know what i'm saying uh, you know what method acting is right no i explain so that. method acting is when you really go into that character. So Denzel watched him when he did Training Day. He was a me- he was meta acting. He's becoming the ver- the worst version oh, of yeah. Alonzo possible. But when they call cut, he's still Alonzo. So when they say it's a wrap, he can't go home for two weeks because he has to get yeah, the. Yeah, you got to decompress. Lonzo, yeah, but I'm not Alonzo, right? So when he writing this book, it's like method writing for him. So he gotta in some sense become you. And when you tell him that story. And yeah, because I was t- at times I was um, talk to him and he would he would be down about the stuff that I wrote and stuff because like you said yeah yeah he, I'm he had to become I'm, me I'm, I'm getting in this situation because I found him some messed up stuff yeah and, and <laughs> on top of that messed up, I messed up it's, it's just, just the truth part of the story yeah. Yeah. It's the truth right right so and then it's different things as far as the matching with alignments and his dates and his. It's a lot of stuff that was just in numbers and stuff that was lining up so much that it was just wow. Like, you know, it really wasn't wild, bro. It's just divine. Like I said earlier, it's just divine intervention. And when sometimes when people discover divine intervention working in real time in their life, it may seem wild, but it's all worth it. It's not wild at all. Just like when we just told you, no, the stuff wasn't messed up. This happened. Right. And in over in order for you to uh, grieve properly, you still have to get this out. Like, uh, yeah. Because it's you, your daughter and your wife daughter 
and y'all grieve at the same time, she might not want to hear that all the time. Because when you feeling good, she might not be. And when she feeling good, you might not be. But even if you go to therapy, that's another outlet. But when you have to tell this stuff, uh, these events, not stuff, when you have to tell these events to someone who's helping you get your message out and your story, it's two things. You got to be a thousand percent honest, but you still, when being honest, got to come to grips with that. Right. And when you come into grips with that, it's like I should be able to come and talk about this. It happened. The only way I'm going to get this out here if I talk about it now, I, they can read about it. And then if they got more questions, because people will have questions, there's somebody going through this right now. That's like, yo, I ain't the only one. You know what I mean? So when you telling the stories about her and you reminiscing and it's playing back in your head, but he living this in real time. It's like, you're not the only one, even though that hasn't happened with him. We still fathers and, and it's still certain uh, memories. This just go old and a graduation, any type is one of them. You know what I mean? But he had, uh, he never told me this, but I can tell he had a hard time getting over that hump. You feel what I'm saying? How did you, uh, climb up these hills to try to get over these humps while y'all going through this writing process. Cause you gotta relive everything through this process. Yeah. Yeah. I called um called my psychiatrist, bro. Like at first she was there for me. Yeah. But I didn't want her help. Yeah. I wasn't trying to hear nothing she had to say. Nothing my wife had to say. Really nothing nobody had to say. I was like, I want this dude. I want them to do what they supposed to do. Right. Police know they didn't took my business. I need this. Right. So my wife would take me to see the psychiatrist. And she told my wife <laughs> I would listen, I drove the psychiatrist crazy, man. Yeah. I had her pulling her hair out in the sessions. <laughs> like like one day she literally screamed, man, just grabbed her hair and she told my wife, listen. Do you come back. <laughs> <laughs> she said he didn't. <clears throat> he didn't jumped off the boat, and he drowning. Yeah. Now I'm gonna stay on this boat. I advise you not to jump off this boat with him and let him drown you, cause he ain't gonna drown me. Yeah. Cause he gone. Yeah. That's what the psychiatrist said. Yeah. And then it got so bad at one point, man. She's like, "Have you ever <laughs> thought about a divorce?" I'm like, "Bro, I was dead. I was gone." Yeah. So then, when I finally we suing her for medical malpractice, <laughs> but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, it, listen, man. If she would have came to you with a divorce at that time in your life, man, that would have been man, did that, man, do you know what I would have did? No, we don't. don't, don't. Okay, man, let's man, listen. Yeah, let's <laughs> stop. Yeah. This, is this still your psychiatrist? Oh yeah, now nah, she helped me, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went back to it. It's though, but. This time I wanted the help. Yeah. I, you well, know. you wasn't open to the help, so that's yeah. why she put her hair out because it's like I'm trying to provide these tools, but it's like anything. Until you ready, it don't matter what somebody else can provide for you because you're not uh, mentally ready. And uh, so it's good to know that y'all got a, oh, a yeah. better relationship. <laughs> so you still got that information to see what's going But when I went back to her, I was like. Listen, I need your help. She said, I'm not playing with you. Yeah. She's like, listen, don't come here messing with me. She said, I'm not going to F with you this time. Like, seriously. She's yeah. like, I said, listen, I'm going to be real with you. I didn't want your help. I didn't feel I needed you. Yeah. Now I need your help, and I'm asking you for your help. Okay. So help me. And yeah. she, she did. Yeah. Now you said you lost your business, man. So, like. 
that really affect the family. So what do you do? What are you doing between this time that you lose your business? Because that's your livelihood, especially like an entrepreneur who built up a clientele. Like it's nothing like that. Like that's the American dream, right? To build something and then build a clientele and they come and support what and you're support doing. What you're doing. Yeah. So how is this affecting you? Uh, again, your household, because you just said you was the breadwinner. Like y'all, I done lost the business, and and to no fault of your own. It's different if I lose the business because I messed up. Yeah. But it's different when the white people come and take it from you because that's all they was doing. Yeah, that's and why what they white did. people. I mean, the structure, the government, the government entity. Did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, of course, it was literal white people, uh, but it's some blacks. No, he said the black guy had on the blue. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But when I said when people say, uh, I think it's a mis. When people say stuff like, when Ply say, tell them crackers that, he talking to the, the law system. Yeah, the yeah. system. You know what I'm saying? Which is usually uh, ran. There's some people within, but there's ran by a certain ideology. The system is the ideology. So, like, how are you coping with this? I'm mad about it. Yeah. I'm pissed off. But see, we still got money. Yeah. But. No income coming in, and yeah, you steady yeah. paying bills. Yeah, yeah. It's going like this, this, this until, yeah. till it's gone. Yeah. And then you know the the city done messed me over, so I can't go go nowhere. Um, the rumors is the police. They did a good job. Shoot, they planted the rumors. Like I was Michigan City's hot boy. Like my auntie, she come from church one day. It didn't reach the church. She pulled up. She was like, "I need to talk to you." They talk about you selling dope up in the Man, listen, man. She like, I need to talk to you, Janice and Phillip, right now. I'm like, what's Family. going on? Like, she like, it's all at the church. All y'all doing is pulling these cars in, leave them in the garage for about two or three hours, running them out, loading them up with dope. I said, man. That's what the church mothers were talking about? Yeah, in the church. Well, that's a pretty good scheme. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but what I'm saying is that's so good that, of course, the police can Had say to that. Plant that. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Of course, the police can say that because no matter what, like, if I drop my car off to get tinted windows, it's going to take at least three hours. You know what I'm saying? They like, had it, man. Especially, like, sounds. And, and right. That ain't something that somebody this. just go yeah. say. That that was right. a, a, a well-planted rumor. To, to know that, you would have to be involved. Hand knowledge or be involved or come up and conjure a story and i don't think nobody uh in their profession is above doing something that makes them look, look good better, in the yeah. light of their profession right you know how many of these top cops really dirty cops you know what i'm saying you know how many of these doctors really doing malpractice but they like the doctor of the year and stuff like that <laughs> so i'm not i'm not above thinking none of that right because when people in those professions well any profession they want them accolades bro why because the accolades bring them more money if i can go to angster and be top cop then farmington hills got to pay me top dollar you feel what i'm saying and if i go to farmington hills and get top dollar then when it's time to retire i can I go be a better pension yeah. and then i can open a, the best security company ever you know with all I mean? these accolades with all these accolades people will trust that but with the come the trust come the underhandedness now you going back and forth to texas this whole time right Mm -hmm. Now, one thing you said, you said that the police actually said that they did a good job. Did someone get in trouble for this, for them to say, like, that a good job was done initially? Like, as far as the police or just no, somebody? No, I'm saying initially, after uh, this happened to Nikisha, mm -hmm. like, legally, what happened? Did somebody get in trouble for that? Did they pick somebody up? Because why would they think they did a good job? Yeah, they had picked up a uh, little dude named Cameron. Okay. But he was... Crying and all that stuff on 
on my wife. You know, I'm like that. Talking about no, I'm talking about that night. Oh, oh so I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't like that little dude either. I said, but that little boy right here, he told me who did it. Yes. Like, I'm not fixating on them. I'm just mad at them for putting their hands on her. Like, right, you kids at, at the time, like, she don't even know that the yeah. little boy told you who did it, right? No, no. I'm saying, so paint this picture for me. Like, uh, I paint it real vivid in there. Right, but I mean, you know, they go. It's <laughs> other stuff that they can read about yeah. in there, but I need to know. Personally. <laughs> oh, okay, like, okay. You got to tell me, like, what, like. You was just walking up because people know you. They say, "Hey, uh, yeah." Like when I got cross. out the car, yeah, that's that exactly what that's, it's like, man. When I got out the car, little dude, I ain't never seen this little boy, man. He yeah. walked up to me, said, "Charles," uh -huh. he, he said, "They did this." Yeah. I said, "What?" He's like, "They did it." And he looked at me and he turned his head and he walked off. And I never to this day seen that baby again. That's one of your spirit guys, man. You know what I mean? And what I mean by that is, like, uh... Nobody yeah. probably physically seen that. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And people probably thought you told your wife that when, when you finally told her, she probably like, this nigga tripping. Because who's the little boy? Because... <laughs> I don't... So, no, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. For you to say that, it's like you can't even go get this person to be like, you sure? But yeah, he sure because people always underestimate the, 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 the power of the spirit realm. You feel what I'm saying? Now, all of this is about to happen. It's 2011, but we're not going to get justice till we get justice. But you already knew off rip, and this turns out to be true. I, nobody can say you made that up. Nobody can say what your spirit guide do for you in the, in the heat of the moment. This isn't passing. You walking this way, somebody walking this way and say, dude did this. And then, I mean, because their job is done. See, I mean, I'm not a religious person. I, I believe in a higher power, but I also believe in the spirit realm and the spirit guides, and it get to the point where... Uh, me and my wife and my daughters, we was just somewhere, right? And uh, my wife was like, to me, she was like, that'd be great if those people stood up and moved so we could sit there while we walking up. Now, we we, we, we waiting on the uh, shuttle bus, so nobody want to stand up and wait on the shuttle bus. You feel what I'm saying? And we walking from this way, and she see a bench that can fit all four of us, you know what I'm saying? But I never sit down in those scenarios because I got to watch what's going on but she was like that'd be great if those people uh, uh get up so we all could sit there and before we even right before we got to the tree they just stood up and walked away you feel what i'm saying because when we speak and stuff we speaking it to the spirit guys because they not go lead us the wrong way it's literally like the spirit is guiding us if this the right direction the spirit is gonna guide us in that direction and this happened all the time throughout the day throughout my life and when people not in tune with that when something like that happened and that you like, I never seen that person again because it was it, you don't have to. They already led you in the right direction. But now you got to take that information or take the scenario and lead that to that direction. We're not pinning nothing on this person. All we saying is if you go look into somebody who was at the party, look into this person, too. Yeah. What's wrong with that? If you the police, if this your job. You want the accolades and closing the case fast, or you want the per the right person behind bars? See, when black people get killed, it's always a twofold, right? We got one off the street, we got one in the cage. It don't matter mm -hmm. the one we put in the cage if it ain't right, because guess what? We already even, got the end. Even, but look, even if it's years later and they get out of jail, I already got what I'm not gonna yeah. have to pay for that. The citizens of the state. Because that's who they go sue, the state. The citizens of the state got to pay for that. 
Right, the police union insurance company stuff don't gotta pay for that because you're not suing the police union and the police insurance sure company. System. If something, if you go to jail wrongfully, you suing the state for allowing this to get to trial, convict me wrongly, and when I get out, I done already did 15. So if I'm 20, my what you would think was my heyday was gone. I'm 35 now. Y'all gotta pay me a, a million per year in Michigan. That's what it's capped off at. I don't know Indiana. You gotta pay me a million per year, but guess what? That police like that was a good arrest. <laughs> yeah, right? they never That's gonna the, say. Yeah, they ain't gonna well, never wrong. Because nobody wants to be wrong about anything. So you none of them not police came in you and said, you know what, man, we got this one wrong. We sorry. We should have listened to you. No, they ain't gonna never oh, say that. Man, you feel what say I'm that. So now when you when when the young person tell you that and you get to the scene and you said it's always in the back of your mind you said you see Cameron we can say Cameron because this is all this is facts you know what I'm saying this is based on yeah we just didn't want to say the yeah. killer's name because we want you to <laughs> yeah. and you say you see Cameron uh, crying on your wife you automatically got the person <coughs> that's not the person who did it yeah but I was mad anyway I was like I told y'all about him because, you know, Cameron used to come to my house and play with my kids. Yeah. All the time. Like, they don't, he used to be over there playing video games and stuff. Yeah, but you felt like you just never got a good feeling. Man, I, no, I never did. Ever. Yeah. I don't know why. I, you know, well, what do you have a feeling? Because he was involved in these type of activities. <laughs> that you, no, real talk. That you wanted to keep away from your kids. Yeah, I was like, I ain't never have a good feeling. Now, how did your sons at, at this time that this is happening? Well, a 13-year-old was there. So it's a 13-year-old deal. What else? And look how he was 17. 17. Mm-hmm. So they were like same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah same age. Irish twins. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what that is, right? Yeah, we're the same age. Yeah, yeah. we're the same age. Yeah. Right? They're, they're literally a year and a day, though. Like, a year, a month, and a day. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You see what I'm saying? So Irish twins can either be from the same mother and father at the same age or from the same parent, just one parent in the same age. You know what I'm saying? That's called Irish twin. Uh, so, like, how are they taking it in? Like, I got a, I'm a 17-year-old. Something just happened to my 17-year-old sister. I mean, I don't know if, if, if Little Cal is uh, what they would call like a street guy or somebody pursuing a street career because a lot of people take that route early. Like, how is this? How is y'all uh, how he, son's he, relationship he, going? Because th- th- these people, whoever did this, is, is, is in his age range. Mm-hmm. So how is he? He feel pumped or something like that? Because, you know, people feel like that. Like, like because the streets going to talk way before anything come out. So, like, is he feeling like how they go do that to us? Or, or is, is he yeah, he's like, like F this place, F these people and stuff. Like, he ain't, you know, he still ain't right. He still ain't coping with it right, you know. But yeah. just like I had to wait my time for my help when I wanted it. Yeah. He has to do it for himself. Like, we talk to him, we see him, but he just, like, closed off. Yeah. You know, he won't call us or anything, but... We go over there, then he'll talk and everything. He yeah. tell us he loves us, but and and it, that story a little deeper too because of the situation yeah. that that's uh, talked about in the book with little Cal and growing up. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's a he still live in Michigan City too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the story is deeper than just justice for Nikisha. Yeah. It actually starts off as a love story between. Cal and Janice, which okay. produces kids, which yeah. produces this beautiful life, mm-hmm. which produces the entrepreneur and all of that. And it's yeah. like, so it, it's, it's really a love, it's based in a love story because yeah. by the, you meet them before you meet her and she right. comes out of that. So, right. you know, so it's a true crime novel. It's a love story. It's a biography of some sorts. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's nonfiction. 
And it's um it's only urban because that's what they call black people. Yeah. But none of those things are the way that it, can, it you can't define it as just one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh with the book soon to be released, like have you spoke to him about that? Because maybe this could be what, part of book? his coping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thing, you know he was like, saying? shoot, I can't wait to read this book, Dad. Like, he's like I'm proud of you. Yeah. Because this was a lot for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 so, like, now that the book is here, you know, we got a couple copies. These are our author copies. They look good, too, man. You know what Thank I mean? You. I like the uh, cover. Because these are real news, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Right? Because this was a big deal yeah. out here, right? Yeah, you feel it was a saying? big deal for us. It wasn't a big deal for them. No, but what I say is a big deal. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, I mean that's anything, a, that's front page that's news. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. have every yeah. single article. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, uh, when you is is articles coming out after the fact, like uh, as the uh, because somebody went to jail for this uh, initially, right? Yeah. Like, did they go to the penitentiary or just the county? No, he just went he to just the county. Arrested. Okay, somebody was arrested, you know what I'm saying? So talk about that when they say they made an arrest, uh, how that feel? How did that feel to you? When they arrested him, man, I was like, man, he ain't do it. Like, you, I knew, yeah. You told the police that? No, I ain't tell the police nothing. No, I'm yeah. saying, who, you, oh, you just said that yeah. to yourself. Like, he ain't do that. Yeah, so, uh, like, they arrested somebody immediately? No, it was a couple of days couple of days afterwards. Well, I mean, first 48 type of immediately. Yeah. I said immediately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. so you already felt like, no, he ain't do it. Yeah. And then, so take me through that. So they just let him go? Like, how that work? Yeah, they um, they, they just dismissed him. Like, no yeah, they just dismissed it and let him go. I was like, now they need to go get him. Okay, so you told him off rip, like, yeah, do. Yeah. And what they just was like. Nah, fuck that. Yeah, and fuck me and my family. You feel what I'm saying? Now, uh, like, who? what elders are uh, in your family at this time that's in Michigan City? Like, is your mom there? Nah, my pops. Yeah, because you actually grew up with your pops, right? Yeah. And your auntie. No, my grandma. Oh, your grandma. Okay, mm-hmm. So your dad, your grandma. And uh, how are, like, how is this taking a toll on them? Uh, grandma was already gone. Okay, okay. She okay. was already gone. Okay. Just that, that, and she, that went crazier than me. Yeah. Because that was his baby. Yeah. Yeah. She used to drive him crazy. Right. Monster. <laughs> <laughs> she used to drive everybody crazy. Yeah. So, like, how, like this just really <coughs> taking a toll on everybody. And yeah, elders, yeah. Obviously, it's a close-knit community because they telling the church that you up there selling dope, so they know that these words are Yeah, yeah that's crazy. I ain't sold nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I told my brother, like, man, the way he describing this stuff, man, it sounds like that they was doing some things. And he, I, so then I asked you, I yeah, told he asked me, asked me like, like, hey, so man, listen, I ain't gotta put this in here, bro. You just gotta tell you me, something? you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I don't. It's it's like your lawyer. It's like you gotta tell your lawyer the truth so he know what not to, which way not to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and I told my brother, like, man. They harassing this brother, man. It sounds like too much. Yeah, that was the thing with with, with uh, stealing them too. Like, man, this kind of sounds. Yeah, like, hey, it sounds like that story. They told us that the church might have been true. Like, <laughs> that's what Steel said. Like, man, come on, man. Like, hey, I ain't sell nothing. Yeah, I was selling towels, bro. Like, yeah. and back then, that's when they had, you know, that's early days. They had money flowing. Yeah, flowing like. It was, it was some days, up, man. It was after the two thousand five drought. Back after the 2008 recession, motherfuckers is getting some money. They want to show it. 
You know what I'm saying? And they want to be loud. And, and they, they want to come through and shake the block. Cities, that's all it's about. You know, Show fuck the new cars, niggas yeah. want old schools on big rims, super crazy sound. sounds. That's Midwest all the way. You feel what I'm saying? So I could just imagine. And because he part of that culture too, the car you're culture. A, you're yeah, yeah club, I, we, right? me and my wife, we throw car shows yeah. and stuff. And then like, I'm a world champion. Um, so, I like compete. Seventeen times over. No, um, two times over. But I, um, I have almost three hundred trophies, man, competing like all first place for what, for the cars for loud music. Yeah, for them cars. Yeah, yeah. You got an old school now? No. Nah. Oh yeah, I TV? sold it. What you had? I got the um, I still got the car wrapped in Keisha's name, that um, Ford Focus. Yeah. I got some floaters on there. I got like almost thirty thousand watts in that little car. The windshield broke. Yeah, from the sounds. From the sounds. Yeah, yeah, man. That's cool. sounds got a special place in our heart too. Not <laughs> yeah, that we so. be uh, gatting, but like <laughs> one of our great friends. Like back in the day, you used to hear this boy from Five Blocks Over. You would start putting on your stuff like, oh, uh, Dunlap about to pull up. Right. How you know? I hear him. I just heard yeah, him start his car. It, it drives yeah. me crazy when I hear. I be like, man. And then like in Michigan City, people would be like, oh, that ain't right. And then they hear another car. They was like, "Oh, that's a frost box right there." Yeah, because that's yeah. what they would say. Oh, that's a frost box. Yeah, yeah. And shit like that breeds jealousy, man. You would be. I wouldn't be surprised because I mean, I know that that, that that love and hate and jealousy and shit come from the same place, right? And it's like them police too, man. They be wanting to do shit other than be patrolling people twelve hours. You feel me? One of them could have wanted to be signs because it behooves me. Like, why you not taking advice? Like. I just want to give people the same respect as if that was them, if I was a police, right? If you, if somebody did something to a loved one and people like, listen, man, just look. It's not going to hurt you to look into this person, man. Like, this is part of your job. Right? right. You're looking into so that? many people who is not, because right. that's what investigating is. Right. And you Scratch don't. this person off the list. But you're doing that for you and your job, but for my peace of mind. You understand? Because you uh, mentioned that somebody that you went to school with kind of helped you not. From 2011 till when, how long does it take to crack this code? Uh, with that with that police? No, period. Right? Because she passed in 2011. Yeah. But no, the, bro. She didn't pass. She was murdered. Right. You yeah, right. She, she was she murdered. murdered. She was murdered. Right, right. She was murdered in 2011. They arrest somebody in the first couple of days. He don't go to jail. When does somebody finally pay for this crime? 2017 and that's because y'all y'all family just never give up yeah me well it, it was it was it was him never giving up right like, well I, I'm not, I can't say that no, no but th this, this is, is what, what I'm about to say though because okay. when when, when y'all say it was me who never gave up you gotta think bro your family still had your back. The lady told your wife to divorce you. Your wife. No, said, I, I, I was about to preference. I was about to say yeah. something. Yeah. It was, so I was about to say them not giving up on him yeah. allowed him right. to be there. So saying. all of them couldn't be in the state of mind that he was in. So them not giving up on him was the sac. I mean, then he sacrificed his state of mind at the time to not give up because you had to seem crazy. I mean, I wrote. I mean, yeah. I'm reading. I'm feeling. I'm not even reading it. I'm going through what you say, and I'm feeling every all of the emotions that you're describing to me. Only way to usually know for you to know something, know you over the uh, on edge. Yeah, is to just go over the edge. Yeah, just jump off. Just the jump off. Yeah, I, I just had to. I had to fly off the edge. Nah, it's a small city. I'm from a small <coughs> city, and I know in small cities that you see the people who you don't 
like very, very, very often. Uh, How many times was this happening in that time span? Because if you got it fixated in your mind that dog did this, I mean, shit, you got a warehouse that you can pull a car in, that people could know cars in there for hours. It's good. What's stopping you from just going to grab the nigga, going to grab some rats, putting them in the trunk, letting the rats eat them? You pointing to his wife, by the way. Yeah, she she yeah. she always wanted to, you know. Yeah, and and uh, that actually made me like so writing this book actually made me look at Trayvon Martin's father different because I had I had a stance on him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What was your stance on? I felt like he was a sucker for not killing the guy who killed his son, especially in their neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. Because I uh, first of all, I automatically assumed since he was black, he uh, grew up in some type of street environment as the father. Right. Yeah. Then I automatically assume which, which is ultimately true or not true. So that you got to preface that because right. when it, you say that, oh like, yeah, so I automatically who's black and did, did not grow up a street. Yeah, not a street cat. Yeah, so I, I I automatically assume that. Right. And then I automatically assume that he was weak for not killing that person. Right. Yeah. But writing this, I understood that his wife could have stopped him because that's what he told me happened with him. Or he could have just wanted he he could have he he could have been there to to take care of the rest of his family. Right. Or he knew that if he did that, it would have destroyed his family even more because now his wife is the is out there by herself with no husband and no son. Right. So it made me look at him totally different, and I don't apologize on the way I looked at him. I'm just uh, can admit that I changed my view on. Him. Because people are allowed to change. Yeah, yeah, I changed my view on it. At at the time that I was seeing it from the lens that I just described, that's how I felt about it. Right. But something happened where I looked at it totally different. Right, right. So, like, does she physically stop you? Does she explain to you that uh, things could... No, she didn't put her hands on me. She just... When I say physically... I I know that. Yeah, she physically stopped me. She took my keys and stuff. (laughs) Oh, so it was like one day like this was like you made your mind up that I'm, I'm going to do this. Yeah, that's when I jumped over the edge, man. No yeah. parachute, no nothing. I was yeah. like, man, it's time to go. Yeah. I found them. Yeah. And she seen it. And my son seen it. And Well, what's your son? You need to know. Was your son ready to go with you? No, yeah, no, he was trying to get out the way. Yeah. Oh, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was trying to get out the way. I look like a dude off Call of Duty. Yes. I'm laughing. Cause <laughs> I'm laughing because it's funny. Yeah, you guys, you got it. It's a grenade. That's what I had. Look, look how she looking. Like, I'm that's pro what I had. Super pro AR 15. So, like, when you, when she stopped you, however she stopped you, uh, basically being your voice of reason, you know what I'm saying? How do, how do you feel inside? Do you feel uh, rejuvenated or do you feel defeated? No, I'm like, shit, I'm trying to get there. I, yeah. I'm calling people. Hey, come get me, fam. He's like, I'm on my way. But the dope- I think that's actually the best thing somebody can do for you. Tell you somebody you call somebody you trust, and they tell you you're on your way, and they don't come. Right. That's the best thing somebody can do for you because if they really your loved one, they do not want to see you in this situation, and that may or it depends on what type. I don't know what type of person you are inside. That may have still not satisfied you. You feel what I'm saying? I wasn't satisfied. No, what I mean is if you got the opportunity that day, that may have not satisfied you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's going to be consequences. It right. would have been consequences. Oh, yeah, they were going to come get you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like that's you. what they wanted to do. Not yeah, two yeah. birds and one star. I said, all right, so since I can't do it that way, I'm going to take what I got and I'm going to do it this way. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. 
You know, so so what did you actually do? Wait until she left the house and act up again? No, I'm saying like because the guy obviously didn't get killed. What, yeah. what you say I'm gonna take what I got, mm-hmm. which I, I took is I'm gonna exercise my my mind. My mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not gonna give up. <coughs> and eventually this justice for Nikisha was served is how you feel, right? Yeah. Right. How did that make you feel? Man, I was so proud. I don't even know how it made me feel. It's like, yeah, I did what I was supposed to do for you. Right. Because you told her you're not yeah. going to be a statistic. She's not going to be a statistic. I'm going to get this solved. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be known worldwide. Right. I'm going to change the story and put it in your name. Okay. And I did everything. Right. And you, I'm still doing stuff for her. Right. Right. Now, how is your relationship with your younger children now that it's so you keep you they Irish twins? So you keep saying no because you said you got a younger. You said your son was. I said was your son with it? You said no, he was he young because he was thirteen. When yeah, so right. So your younger children. How 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 are how was his mind state going through this process? Because he was there, right? Yeah, you had a thirteen year old son who was there, and uh, is it, it that's a hard. Peel to swallow you left with your sibling and only one you coming back. So how do he cope with this? Because he's a teenager, very early teenager, still in his adolescent. He still live out here. Like how is he adapting to uh, these things that are going on at the time? Uh, he he mostly took himself and then I took him out of the Michigan City High School, so he had to be bothered with them people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Asking them questions and. I was like, them people fake as hell. Yeah. I don't want you around them. So we yeah. put him in a private school so yeah. he can concentrate on his, his studies his studies and I, stuff. I, well, I wouldn't say the kids were fake as hell. I would say they were influenced. like So they're influenced by the culture, and then they're influenced by their parents. They, they, they one of, Some of them, obviously, because we get to a point where they start talking, some of them always profess that they wanted to say something, and it was just something there that stopped them. You know what I'm saying? Like... How many kids do you know that's gonna go against their parents for? Would, would, would your kids go against you for somebody else? So if you told your kids not to say something, they might not say something. You they feel what I'm saying? Percent they yeah. Not. So I, I look at it because we're dealing with a murder, but this is a this is a teenage reality. You know what I'm saying? So they're they or and they may really be scared of somebody they know who took a life of somebody they oh, cared about. Scared to do. Yeah. yeah, like now, so, they were truly scared. Like, I'm saying this is a factor. Like these, these <laughs> this group was was terrorized. I mean, they were being inner city small town teenage guys. You know what I'm saying? So they're shooting one, at parties. Uh, facet. Uh, yeah, one facet. City, yeah, small town teenage. Yeah. Guys. Because the majority of inner city small town teenage guys are positive individuals, are positive yeah, individuals. Yeah. but the, the but this is the terrorizing, yeah. So this is so for it to even get to the point where somebody would feel a teenage boy would feel comfortable pulling out a weapon and shoot. I actually know what that feels like. Like you know what I'm saying? I was a teenage boy walking around with a weapon who was ready to shoot, and I know I was influenced by older people, or I was influenced by all the wrong things. So. <coughs> That was another part of writing this story. You know what I'm saying? Because you've been on. Because I've been on. I've been the teenager with the gun who at the party party who wasn't afraid to shoot. You know what I'm saying? By his mama. I mean, saying we know teenagers, and we know teenagers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. uh, Like we from a small city, six point two miles. It's a 
it's a group of women, right? That the majority of people who get killed, they know who did it and they know the the victim, right? And that's because that's how small our city is. That if that happened, blank and them, they know who did it, but they also know the victim. So they always in a spot of I got to stay out of that. Stay out of that. You know what I'm saying? Because since I know that this person is a killer. I can't put my family in jeopardy to tell your family such and such did it. Because I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that that person died because I know them too. But I know that dude and them like that. You feel what I'm saying? I'm talking about like my whole, everybody in my eighth grade class probably had guns. You understand what I'm saying? And was willing to shoot. And and, and, And and you got to be willing to shoot because you heard the dude willing to shoot. You feel what I'm saying? And and, and a couple of them guys was influenced by their mama, right? And, w- and when shit happened, they mama say, hey, they got to put on for the hood. The hood. This non-existent place that people live. By these non-existent rules that, that people. And that uh, this is the old street. No, nothing. No, listen, this is all you got to do is ask the hardest, hardcore street cat and all of that who you know. Hey, bro, who made up the rules that you following to the game that you playing? Because if it's LaCosta Nostra, then you know snitches come with the game. And murdering your best friend. And come with the game. These are all things that, that uh, are of LaCrosta Nostra. So if they made the rules and that's the rules you're following, but nobody go give an answer to you. Or with a homie. Well, who? The homie where made the rules. The, where the rule, where, 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 where the rule book at? Where the, where, the, where the secret scrolls to this rule book, right? Or just ask them, you from where? Where you from? Michigan City. What street? When I was younger, oh, period. Not? What street? What, when you was growing up, you was claiming Michigan City. Uh, what second street? street. Uh, nigga, I'm a second street nigga, right? Have you ever seen a second street street sign get down and murder anyone? A second street street <laughs> sign never even <laughs> fell on someone's head <laughs> and to put this work in for second street. And it's niggas who done died, went to jail, ruined their life. And this is happening all over America in our communities that have been diminished to hoods, right? Because we don't have no rules that we really live by, right? We have to put on for these places that we from, right? We claiming these streets. In these right? cities. In these named, cities. cities Eastern Michigan has named. never, ever killed anyone. People have killed in the name of Inkster, Michigan, and is named after a white man, right? That the, And people probably don't even know who founded the cities that they live in and they killing each other for. So, like Michigan I Michigan City, Indiana was probably supposed to be a part of Michigan, but the borders came and changed it. Because Toledo, Ohio was supposed to be the the, 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 the the most southern city in Michigan, but they had a Michigan-Ohio war, and Michigan lost the war, in essence, losing Toledo. So this stuff is really made up is what I'm saying. And like these we people, fifteen minutes away, probably ten minutes away from the Michigan border. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it probably because uh, I got a uh, eleven year old, and she be doing like uh, they be doing like geography and history, and and, and, it, and you find out stuff like that. Because why is a city in Indiana named after Michigan, right? Why is it a uh, East St. Louis, Illinois, and then St. Louis is in Missouri? Because this stuff yeah, just made yeah, it up. Yeah, territorial. You feel so, like but again, when I was writing this, <coughs> I also was looking. The, you remember I was asking you stuff about dude. Like, well, where he from? Give me, tell me as much as you know about him and his family life. Because mentally, I could go there. Because you're you're a little older than me. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of removed from the age. I could still, when I was 17 years old, 15 years old, I could go back and listen to how I thought and act because I was a rapper. 
so I could go listen to my old teenage self at 16, 17 and say what I would be doing or what I would do to somebody and I would recall how I felt. So I'm getting into my my 16-year-old mentality and I'm just putting it on another 15, 16-year-old who's more advanced because of the age range and the time that what 15 was when I was 15, 8, 15 today and so forth and so on. So the likelihood now of a young cat shooting someone at a party or whatever is extremely higher than it was when I was young, even though I know it was high then. Because you can be famous, right? Like yeah, now word it. of mouth is one thing, but people like the social networking era of word of mouth, that's a whole different monster, right? Because now if I do that where I'm from, I ain't just they ain't just like leery of me where I'm from. You put that on social media, you got the whole thirty mile radius. Like if you see dude, he about it. Yeah, they, you they were like, don't mess with him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He about yeah. it. So now when he walk up in the party, walk up in the movie theater, walk up in the mall, people party. Yeah, yeah, because because they heard about yeah, it. Yeah, they heard about it. Yeah, see, it's different when when you and I was younger. You just you know you want the bones in your hood, so you ain't got to fight every time you walk to the store. And then that become the bones in the small cities around because now it's like, come on, bro. You know I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight at the football game. I'm going to fight at the <laughs> basketball game. I'm going to earn my respect. But then it's going to come in and you go walk in and you're like, I ain't even got to fight because niggas know I fight. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I tell my daughter all the time, you only got to do it once. I said, right now, if you got into a fight at 11 years old and beat the shit out of a bitch, that can sustain you until high school. Because they're going to say, don't mess with right, her. Unless somebody new come who don't know. And other people still going to say, hey, man, she be such and such ass. Before. <laughs> they ain't even going to say it was in elementary school. <laughs> she be Because that's what's going to make everybody remember you yeah. at one but point. Speaking about social media, though, like, so uh, social media was a big help in breaking the case, though. So it, it um, let's talk about how... Uh, so to preference it, his wife stopped him from going to snatch dude up at one point, and then maybe like a week later, something happened that turned everything that 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 cracked it open. That cracked everything cracked open. So yeah. So let's talk about how I kind of got the feeling you were feeling down that your wife stopped you, and you actually woke up to this good news. Over yeah, the yeah, social I, I media, was down. I was mad at it, man. <laughs> I was mad. I was like, I had him, like you know, you had, had him, had him. So I'm laying in the bed and I'm sleeping. And I heard my phone go, "Doom!" It was Facebook. I, I ain't got time for that today. Yeah. So it said, "Doom!" I was like, "What the fuck going yeah, on?" Yeah, I was like, then I heard when I'm picking it up, I hear another doom. I was like, I woke up and I'm looking. Oh man, what the hell? And then it said. What it said about Keisha, hold up. Yeah. Let me go to the police station with this. Yeah. I went down there and they ran me right on up out of there. So, like, you the, you, the, you the person who coming in and they, like, get this guy out of here. Yeah, yeah. You, the, you, you, the, you, the, you, the, you the lunatic who, uh, they know you by name. You walking in, they like them police bogus man. Like, what's up, Frost? We ain't that cool, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Mr. Hawkins to you, pig. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> so I went in there spazzing out. Then the older guy came in there. He's like, Mr. Hawkins. He knew me. Yeah. He's like, Mr. Hawkins. Let me talk to you. He brought me back in the office. He's like, and I showed him. I said, man, this look at this. So he shook his head. He's like. He said, it's two departments inside this department, man. Yeah. It's this, 
And it's this. He said, I'm part of this. I come here, I do my eight hours, and I go home. Yeah. If you break this. You got it. That's all. Yeah. What? Okay. Can you do something? No. All right. He just did everything he, he told did. Yeah. He said, no, I can't do nothing. Yeah. Cool. So I went home, came back. The next day, I, I don't even think I slept. Yeah. I'm in the bed faking with her like I'm sleeping and stuff. When you going to go to work? Like, <laughs> I need you to go to work. Like, hurry up. Man, as soon as she left, we got that door. I seen her get around that corner. Yeah. Well, I wonder if you looked out the door, man. I'm looking, like, because sometimes she would come back. Like, if we got something new. No. I went the other way. I jumped in that car, went to the police station. He said, wasn't you in here last night? Yeah, you ain't going to help. What we tell you? I said, don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm going to be here every night. Mm-mm, I said, I got you. I went home, got Keisha's picture. Yeah. Went to the store, got a poster board, put a hunk for justice. Yeah. For Keisha and stuff. Went back in there. I gave him one more chance. I said, y'all going to help me? What did we tell you? I said, gotcha. Yeah. I went outside and went Facebook Live, and it went from me seeing this to 84,000 people seeing it on live. Yeah. So then People they had just it. sharing it. Man, it and, was uh, actually crazy. that's exclusive to the ebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, that link that he's describing is exclusive to the ebook. Oh, you got the link in there? No, yeah, the link is in the ebook. That yeah. that that, that line he just described. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh, Home of exclusive, nigga. It yeah. don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> so when okay, now see this is a whole different ballgame because Michigan City, Indiana don't got eighty four thousand people. So when when people are seeing this, what's starting to happen? Man, they hitting my phone from like Dubai and Germany. I'm like, what's going on? And then, like, when they finally got able to settle down at night, yeah. like, people was hitting my Facebook, like, yeah. my Instagram, like, inboxing me, like, this happened to my mom. Yeah. What do we need to do to help? I said, what you mean? And yeah. it was like, we need you to help us. Right. I got, like, two to 500 texts on there. I was like, man, what I done did? Like, yeah. I'm going out here to get justice for my baby. Right. But now everybody else seeing this and asking me what to do. So mm-hmm. I'm like, what I supposed to do? Yeah. What you tell them? What to do? Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. I told them what to do. This is what I did. It might not work for you, but just it, like it, you it might not mine. work exactly the same. I just but. told them the truth, man. I told them you cannot have no fear yeah. in you. I said, if you go... Go to the police, messing with the police. Yeah. Be ready if, for what comes with it. Yeah. I told yeah. them, so once you go in there and you're going to go at them, they're going to push you back. I said, but once they push you, don't move. Keep going. Go two steps forward on them and you got them. Once they see you scared, then they're going to have to do something. That's a Russian tactic in World War Two. Like, I'm super huge on World War Two, right? So one time uh, the Germans thought they had the Russians. But what the Germans didn't know was how the Russian winter really take place. So the Germans let the Russian the Russians let the Germans come deep, deep, deep through spring and summer and fall deep in the Russian territory. Because I'm a Russian and I know how the Russian winter get right. And right when the winter was about to come and the Germans think they got it right. Surprise, nigga. It gets so cold that they popped out with a million more soldiers. Closed them in. Because we know that you ain't ready for a Russian winter. No way can you survive this because y'all are not And we let y'all get so deep that before you can retreat, you'll freeze to death. And that's what happened. So same thing. The police froze to death because they don't know the tactics that we're willing to take. 
We willing to lose some years. We we willing to lose some relationships. The relationship oh, that's gonna stay. Yeah, the relationship that's gonna stay. They supposed to be there. You feel what my I'm saying? My wife and my kids. But when that Russian winter hit and we got y'all blocked in, now we go get what we came for. Cause y'all thought y'all was winning. Police thought you know we gonna take your business. Boy, if your wife would have left you, they would have been like, yeah. Next thing you gonna do, you gonna jump off the bridge. You gonna shoot yourself. You feel what I'm saying? And you ain't even go kill dog. You, right. you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if it wasn't for her, man, like, I don't know where I'd be, man. And that's yeah. the honest to God truth. Yeah, well, you was either going to be in jail for killing dude or, or you dead. was going to be dead, dead for killing, killing yourself. yourself. Yeah. You and because you either homicidal or suicidal. I don't think people know that that's the first, like, when you. When it's you, a thin line between love and hate. It's yeah, you either homicidal or suicidal. suicidal. You, know what, you know what I'm saying? Once you realize you're not, you won't kill yourself, then you push that outward. And Most mass shooters are homicidal because they're afraid to, to kill, kill themselves. Self. They don't some yeah, especially the ones that won't even kill themselves after the mass shooting because they're still afraid to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I wasn't gonna kill myself. I don't like suicide. Yeah. Well, in my egg, it could have been suicide by just <coughs> losing everything. Yeah. And so I'm gonna just I'm not even gonna eat. I'm gonna stay in the house. We happy that they're having this book wouldn't be here. The justice for Nikisha wouldn't have been served. Uh, and talk about what you got going on now, man, because like. This is really, this is the the the, the beginning, yeah. because the book by the time this coming out next week, so the book uh, uh, September September thirty right September thirtieth. And what's the significance of that date? Before you say the significance of okay. that date, the date the book is set in significant dates. <clears throat> so when he talks about uh, um. You act the significant of this date, but it's the, it's actually the date really before, which is his birthday. Yeah. So his birthday is one day. He gets married four days later. Yeah. At one point, his from birthday from your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did some ill shit like that too. My my wife's birthday <laughs> on the second of March. We got married on the ninth of March. You know, what I'm saying? I wouldn't advocate nobody do that because you gotta have two gifts ready. <laughs> and then, so like his birthday comes back up later as yeah. being important, but not because it's his birthday. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then this date, we so we were either gonna pick between. Uh, just to be honest, we were gonna pick between Shelby's birthday, his birthday. Or the 30th, which is him and his wife's anniversary. Okay. Because each one of those dates meant something. Because by this coming out on their anniversary, I also have something to celebrate too now. Like, it, it becomes more than just their anniversary. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So, when we first spoke, and I was like, well, when we first talked, we said we had a deadline to have a book done by a certain time. Right. And the book, we wanted the book done. We said... Way before we even got all the notes in, we say, no, nah, man, this got to be done by July 28th. You know what I'm saying? But as we got closer, he kind of bailed on me. He kind of ghosted me for like six months, <laughs> like straight up. Like, well, three for real. And, and I'm like, and then I just hit him. It was hard for it me, right? It was hard. Now. It was hard, bro. Like, and then I, I, but that wasn't the time I hit him about the funeral. I said, hey, if we go do this. I at least need everything by this date so we can at least be done by this date. You know what I'm saying? So I got the stuff a few weeks after that. And then I told him, hey, I don't want to rush just to have it done. But overall, it wasn't even a rush. It didn't. It just it just happened <coughs> so fast. Like like the the right the actual writing process only probably took 10 days. Right. Act, the actual. When he said I built on it. Right. Yeah. And he got scared. All right. He going to say. Okay, I need you to do this. Cool. Now, this is the funeral chapter. We didn't did that. Yeah. 
So he says, send me what you have. Okay, don't worry about it. I sent it to him. He called me. And the text is steady going through. He said, hey, man, what did you done did? He unlocked something in me. I said, I got to do this. He said, you done sent me over 200 pages. I was like, huh? No, no, no. I said over 200,000 words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was rolling. I, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to the table and I just go. Like, I would turn on, uh, what's that, that band that, um, Summer Madness, yeah. and I would just hit it on repeat so it can just keep playing. Yeah. And I would just zone out and, man, just get the typing. Yeah, you typing this on your phone? Yeah. Yeah, that's a hill. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't never want 200,000 words. No, he switched that's between that and the computer. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> so, how your family feel about the book uh, about to come out? They said they're proud of me. They're proud of me. How that make you feel that your family proud of you? You, this, this is this is by far the biggest thing you committed to and stuck through, and 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 came to this finish line. It touched me. Yeah, yeah. Even made me. Uh, my mom said she was proud of me, man. So, what elders in your family still around? Because you said your grandma had been passed on before mm-hmm. this all happened, right? And then, like, so your pops still around? No, he passed on too. Yeah. yeah, so that's covered in the book. That's a deep situation. Yeah. So who? What elders still around? My mom. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So th- the real, the real question, right? Because I know my brother probably went over this with you, right? Is that this person also go had an opportunity to tell their story? How do that make you feel? Because anybody in jail for murder, I always say they did. Get caught, you can get caught with the knife in your hand, and a nigga say he ain't do it. So how does that make you feel knowing that this is actually going to shed a light on this person and then they get to tell their side of the story? How do you feel about that? I don't care. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because he going to be lying. Yeah. We have everything inside there yeah. to back it up. Yeah. And you also can Google it. Yeah. So he can tell whatever you want to tell. I mean, the appeal was shot down. The appeal, uh, I, I yeah, read yeah, the appeal. Yeah, yeah, they did it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I read the I mean, I would, I would not not care. I understand when you say I don't care. Yeah. But I would care. Wanna hear. I, I want to hear. hear out your mouth. Because as, as long as I know the truth, I just want to hear what you would really say about this. Like When given the opportunity right. with everything. He has to grow first, bro. Like, yeah. because he, in court, he set up and laughed the whole time. I mean, like, laughed and the court system, they were steady trying to do some BS with me and, uh, me and my wife. Yeah. Man, they was doing all type of reckless stuff. They were supposed to warn us when bad stuff come. And yeah. they showed um, Keisha dead and stuff. They were supposed to tell us so we can leave. Right, He's right, sitting right. up there laughing at the camera and stuff. Before I know it, shoot. You seen courtroom going wild. I watch it all the time. All the time. Oh, all yeah. The time. That, hey, that's me. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. yeah. Before they looked up. I jumped over the uh, yeah. <laughs> over the bench. Rightfully so, though. Like, and I was like, at the yeah, defense yeah. table with him and his lawyer. I said, I can get you, little dude, like that. That's what I'm telling them. Then the judge was screaming, Mr. Hawkins, we're going to get you for contempt. And I started clapping in the courtroom. I was yeah, like, what you think I'm trying to do? I said, what you think I'm trying to do? Put yeah. me in the cell with this dude. Yeah. So, yeah, but he's laughing. Yeah. Now, now, this is a question that I had for you, and I just didn't want to ask you over the phone. You know what I'm saying? If it was ever a time that you could go talk to him, would you go talk to him in prison? Like, like, could you go sit down and talk to him? Like, if he wrote you, like, yo, I changed. Because you never know. People do change. And just because they wronged you, that might be a part of their change. 
Like, and he might be like, yo. That might be a hurdle he need to get. Yeah, through. like, yo, could, could, do you think that we could talk? Do you ever feel like that you could have a conversation with this person? If he wrote me? No, no. I'm he's saying, writing you. He's writing you. I changed. I, I, yeah. I accepted what I did. I would like to apologize to you face-to-face as a man. That's what he's telling you. Could you go see him? Yeah, I'll go. Yeah. Yeah, but go. is it to hear him Is out? it in malice? Or would you really go to hear him out? Like 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 to hear his apology. Whether you accept it or not. Yeah, I'll go. Would you try to hire him? Like 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 that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, but I'm asking that because like through the writing and then me and you talking, you just it's so much growth in you. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna harm him in itself. I ain't gonna touch him. Yeah, you want to send them a copy? That's what I was gonna say. I'm a ill nigga. I send you want to send them like no, you literally can order it from Amazon and ship it to that address. I don't worry about it, bro. No, I get the address. I I, (laughs) you send me the address. I'll make sure he get the copy. I'm (laughs) not joking. It's it's, it's like uh, what it's like what I said. Yeah, because that's gonna show that's gonna show him what he did. Right, it's like the therapy. Like right, your therapist and you gave she tried to give you all the tools, but until you was ready, you. Didn't utilize it. This could be a tool for this person to come to grips. You feel? I mean, some people just bad people. They never go change. They accept where they are. I'm in jail for the rest of my life. I'm doing everything they tell you not to. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just jailing, right? But then some people say, like, I really got myself in this situation and ruined another family through the through my bad decisions and my bad actions, and to get over this hurdle mentally. Right, because it, it don't matter if you believe in God or not. Right, that mind talk to you. You feel what I'm yes, saying? It will. And, and and it stopped with my mind saying. And, and most people who take lives, not stone cold killers. And what I mean, like some people, like I hit a nigga, split a nigga, and I, I did a nigga, nigga up. Woke up the next morning, and ain't give a fuck. And some niggas like I, I never can't take this. Yeah, they, you feel yeah, me? Like they, no matter the exterior I put on, the armor you think I got when I'm by myself. I, I ain't know. Yeah, this ain't. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying. So this might be. He might need to heal also, right? But I'm definitely with you if you like. I don't give a fuck if you heal or not. I understand that. You know what? I understand that. But but at the same time, you can't say that and then expect your spiritual path and your spiritual growth to be. At I said its I understand. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I understand because yeah. dealing with anything. And if it's worth it, you go go through every emotion. Like so, when I read this, I mean, when I when I was uh, writing this book, I was literally going through every emotion. Because remember, I started the, I I started points that y'all will never know. You know what I'm saying about where I'm writing that. So that's why I said it's really a love story. You you, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it's, at at some points, or or, or it's really a, a it's a it's a it's a family struggle at some points, but not where we talking about him and his wife and his family, how he grew up. How his kids came into play. It's a. It's it's more. I read, than, I read that, that first couple chapters too. Right. right. So it, it it's more than that. That just comes into it as his daughter was murdered. Far as what when you read in the book, yeah. it that's what separates it from a regular true crime novel. Like yeah. regular true crime novels be like start with the victims. Yes, yeah, super factual based. I mean, I mean, super transcripts and all that we stayed away from that because of something else he has going on with the story yeah. so like i told him it ain't it ain't it ain't unique if it's the same yeah it yeah who write it, it, they it, all it exactly the same. the same you know what yeah. i mean it's like damn like 
If you want to just read some transcripts, man, go down to, to the courthouse and buy know, some They won't give me mine. Yeah. Well, again, they're in violation of your... <laughs> I know. They're the in violation part, of my rights. They're in violation of the Patriot Act because everything is... Uh, they got... They still, you know what I'm saying? But, like, my wife forgave him. And my youngest son forgave him. Yeah. Me and Lil' Cal haven't forgave him. Yeah. And that's all right. And, and that's all right. Because that's, yeah, I don't got to forgive you for nothing. But and, and you know why I could probably say that? It's because you and little Cal always looked at yourself as her protectors more than your wife and your, not saying your wife didn't, but you're your wife's protector. So, your, in your, the, in, uh, Yacht, he's the little brother. So that he, he lost his protector and his older sister. So yeah. he might see it different, but little Cal, like, yo, that's my baby sister, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So. Well, since it is a love story, though, like, uh, has the love been, say, rekindled between you? Oh, and man. Because that's a heavy toe, bro. Ooh. They actually say, because uh, I did the research before I started writing this, uh, 75% of uh, husband and wives that lose a child violently divorce. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It could possibly be higher, but at one time, I think it's a little higher. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They just say they can never get over that. But now, it's like, man, it's like we back in high school, bro. Like, mm-hmm. we're... I met her when she was 16. I was 17, man. Yeah. We've been together 30 years. Like, Yeah. It's back popping. Man. Back popping. I can't wait till the next month. Yeah. So, now, how did the book uh, assist in that? Because was she able to see you uh, uh, in, a, in another light with being able to finally get it out knowing that it's going somewhere? Right? Because you holding it in, and this is how you feel. But when it get to this right here, and, it, and these words get on this paper, but more importantly, when that come into play... You know, even if one person who I don't know by it, they hear the story of our daughter. You feel what I'm saying? So was that a, a factor in uh, rekindling things? Because, I mean, shit, first of all, being married already uh, a big task in itself. Like, I don't never say, like, marriage is hard or marriage is easy. I say uh, that person's marriage is either working in their favor or not. And just because it's not working in your favor in 2011 in 2022 it could be working in your favor in such a great way that 2011 is a distant memory as far as the marriage goes you know what i'm saying because she had to see you go through this and it, it could have made her look at you and say Ugh, or it could have made her look at you and say yeah that's the that's the guy i married i knew no matter what we put on his shoulders he was gonna be able to carry that for the family you feel what I'm saying? So how you feel about something like that? Yeah, I think she, I know she proud of me. She told me that. Right. While she hiding on camera, y'all, she's over there. Yeah, she ain't uh, going to be yeah. on camera. <laughs> we got to respect that. Somebody got to be able to go to the grocery store. I always tell my wife that. Whoever get famous, the other one got to fall back. You got to be able to go to the grocery store. That, but that, I just don't think she wanted too. me to get so deep in the book because it'd be at times she would see me. And it was putting me back into that place where yeah, I yeah. was getting there again and gone. It's like, I don't know, it was a couple chapters like me and you did and stuff. And I would get up through the night or I wouldn't sleep at all for a couple of days. She's like, it's that book again. She says, the book. I said, baby, but I got to get it finished. And stuff. And then she was like, yeah, y'all getting it done. She said, but it's that book. Yeah. I think, I know they proud of me. I just... Don't think she wanted me to fall back into that dark space again. Yeah. But I didn't. How much weight you feel like was lifted off your shoulders with this book? Oh, man. Well, man, when he said that we finished and we got to putting them, 
I that, told that, him, man. man when, when they said, me and him on the computer together, and we said we got to finalize the copies, like doing and finalize. And then once that, man, I went outside on my porch, and you talking about some smiling, boy. Yeah. I was like, okay, nobody stop my shine right now. I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I see you got pictures and the articles. I, I, I. <laughs> I mean, I looked at it. I mean, I didn't know what was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the whole, they still got about a book to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what's so dope about that is like, so the book come out on his uh, wedding anniversary. Okay. It's pictures from their wedding in the book. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's real love story story. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then saying. this like, is crazy when the book is bad. Bad is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. When we, uh, when we, uh, the date of the release book, we'll be in Vegas renewing our vows, man. Yeah. So I'll that's, right that's dope. You, yeah, my brother coming. I'll be there. Because after y'all renew your vows, we celebrating the release of the book. That's just the long and the short. Like so, um, yeah, man. I'm I'm super excited, man. It was just it was an honor to work with you, bro. It was a pleasure to meet you, bro. I hate that we met the way we did, but uh, it was divine. Everything about it was divine. So uh, it's so many dates that match up in this story. Far as with your life, with my life, there's so many things that went on. Like your wife's middle name and my wife's middle name, which is actually my daughter's middle name. It's a it, it was a lot that went on with that. Like. Uh, I had went to a dark place writing, so when I'm writing, I got your, I got Keisha's obituary picture that you didn't even know I had it. Remember, I'm like, no, bro, I got this picture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, it's like on the wall when you walk in, and every day I'm just looking at her like, oh no, they go no, they go no. So today is my last day smoking weed because I got a joint and it's a, a tarantula, and I said. I'm, Cause I'm going through a lifestyle change. That's why I cut my hair. That's why I told you, like, yo, you know what we own in the mornings and whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I got some weed, and I said I'm not. So I got it right when I started writing the book, like the, the the day I started writing it, which was actually June 10th. I started writing it June 10th. You know what I'm saying? And I said it's a tarantula. That's a uh, it got the Keith around. It's a special joint. You know what I'm saying? Get you super high. And I set it down and I looked at it and I said I'm not smoking this. Until I meet Calvine. I can't meet Calvine. <laughs> and what I tell you? I said, no, bro. The only way I'm ever going to meet you is... How did I tell him I, the only way I will ever meet you? It's when I when you finish this book and I have to get the copies and I have to not send them. I have to bring that book up here to you. And today is that day. So I once once I get, smoke this, then I'm that's the beginning of the new journey because because not like nothing wrong with the weed or nothing but i just want to totally detox from all of that because yeah, see, this nigga always be stealing my talking points and shit because i did that right you know what I'm saying? I you think that's the first time somebody <laughs> yeah. detox? i mean no, I'm just saying, I'm talking about, i can't i haven't been smoking weed for a long time and i was like because i'm detoxing and the only way to detox is everything and i stopped smoking weed you know what i'm saying so i've been drug free since that's I not a drug. Smoking. That's medicine. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been off that medicine since I stopped smoking. But I told you <laughs> that exactly. Well, you, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you didn't necessarily. But I smoke way more weed than you do. Yeah, but no, but I I'm trying to. Yeah, but I said. But when we go to Vegas, stuff. I'm getting some weed because it's some. I want. I got to grab some of that Dr. Green thumb. Yeah, yeah I got the whatever dispensary that said. I got to get out there. The homie Macho would be able to show me where the good shit at. But you know what I'm saying? Because Macho. And another connected experience would be officiating him renew his vows. Right. Because we got people everywhere, man. 
I just like to tell people like it's like the hidden hand. You do what? You go on where? Give me one second. Let me see who walked there. And I got exactly how it happened. Yeah. He, he told Macho, me. we called and we and him. We talking like how me and you talking. Right. We was like he, acting a fool on the phone. Seth was like, man, they said they going to Vegas to uh, renew their vibes. I was like, they got somebody officiating. Because, you know, sometimes people are already playing that stuff. They like, oh, we want to go here. And he was like, no, let me check. I said, here, get with Macho, dog. Because that's what he do. You feel what I'm saying? And I feel and like. And you will be safe. I mean, it's it, the feeling of. So. The feeling of y'all renewing y'all vows and then it comes like, here, man, I know that's good people. You know what I'm saying? Because you know I'm good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Standing yeah. in front of my man. Yeah, that's good people. people. He's from Saginaw. You know what I'm saying? But he out there in Vegas. and I mean, it started as like uh, he listened to the podcast, but we just started supporting each other. I actually got a shirt on away from him and the shirt got a fist on it and said, we all we got. But... That that's what this about the connected experience, the connected influence. Because uh, we the influence, but then we give you the experience. Because too many people was just still and saying experience. Now you know what I mean. And that's neither here nor there. But we the influence of this stuff, and it's like, okay, let me show that we got some influence in Vegas too. Get with my man. You know what I'm saying? He go treat you good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just like with. Uh, James, James, and, and, and Norm. Uh, yeah, they my brothers my right there. You know what I'm saying, get yeah. with my man. I actually just talked to Steel. He he was gonna try to make it. I ain't gonna lie. He told me like, man, I just if, if he could have stayed one more day, he would have made it. But he had to leave. Yeah, he, I he think he's going on the plane now. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. He had to leave. He had to leave uh, early. But he but uh, <clears throat> but uh, before we get up out of here, you know what I'm saying? This this the most important thing I want to know, right? Do you finally feel heard? Because you reached out to James because you just wanted somebody to hear you. He reached out to bro because I heard you as them. And I, we gonna put you on, they put you on their platform, which was huge, right? Huge. Uh, and people heard you. But do you finally feel like she telling her story through you and she can feel her and you feel her? Yes. But we finna make it bigger. Right. So I want this to go global. No, no. Well, well I told you how what we doing. Yeah. We're not selling you anything. I'm assisting him and just telling you the story. And if you want to know more about it, here you Could go. It it's an opportunity yeah. to check out more of the story. We don't. We don't. You don't. Don't buy nothing. Don't none of that. Just get to know the story. Get familiar with the story. Get interested in the story. And the more and more you do that. You'll see, you know what I'm saying? And I also told him to be ready because he's going to be the spokesperson for fathers who lost their kids and didn't give up. Now they actually have somebody they can look to. Now they have an influence and a reference. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they love to think that fathers, this is something that they think a mother should do, right? Nobody ever say nothing like, I mean, just to touch on Trayvon again, nobody ever say his mother a sucker because she ain't do nothing. You feel what I'm saying? Right? They, cause they think that only mothers supposed to uh, pursue things like this. No, man, we fathers. They come out of us first, bro. Right. It, it, it start with us. Right. It, it start this, with us. This the source of life. That's just the carrier of life. Men are the source of life. It comes from a man. It, it ain't it's happening not, without it, one. It's not happening no other way. And they feel like we just supposed to. Oh, how much is your sports? Here you go uh, again. Uh, like I, that. That's my favorite story about arguing with that doctor. Man, I told the doctor uh, when my my wife was pregnant. And uh, we was getting near the, the the end of the pregnancy, and I told the doctor it was a white guy. I put him to the side. I say, "Hey, man, uh, I got to be the first person to touch her when she come out. Like that's just what it is. Like, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, no way, shape, or form is a white man going to touch my black goddess daughter when she comes out first. So we get into like this full blown argument at the doctor, bro. 
like like me and the white doctor and he like well the father don't matter and all of that but do you matter to your kids yeah oh you mean the black father don't matter you know what i'm saying so i I, i've been going to war for that since the beginning you know what i'm saying like i'm not just a glorified babysitter or sperm donor is it's a bunch or a bank yeah or especially a bank it's a bunch of good fathers out here that 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 are going through what you went through and subconsciously that I went through with you from understanding. Cause it was certain points in that book that you read and you said you felt like I was right there next to you. And yeah. when, when, when you said yeah. that to me, I said, okay, you're not, doing right I'm doing a great job. Right. You know what I'm right saying? Job. Because through writing like this, you got to understand, I got to write for him to like it. I don't care who else likes it because he has to approve it. And then that's the approval that is going, how it's going to go out to the world. So my thing was when I'm writing, I would say to my brother, like, yeah, I'm, I'm really on chapter nine, but he only got up to six. So I kind of got to slow down in case he don't like the direction this that is the, going. That the, yeah, that the project going. So tell people where they can get in contact with you, bro. You can get more on my um, Facebook page as Calvin Hawkins on my Facebook page and my Instagram is the underscore mad underscore scientist on my Instagram page. Um, we got a clothing line. You can go to www.teammonsterwear.com. Okay. You can go on there and then it's we got a clothing line in their name and stuff. So yeah. it's crazy because when I went on the Gangster Chronicles, I woke up that morning when I was at Jane's house. I was like, Called my wife. I was like, "Babe, you ordered some clothes off the um, site." She's like, "No." Nah. So I'm steady looking at the address because you know I'm yeah. the owner of the thing. So I'm looking. It says Australia. Yeah. Some doctor from Australia that know Big James and them. I don't know yeah. if they know him, but you know he been over there. Yeah. So they listen to the Gangster Chronicles. They bought a ton of clothes. Yeah. And yeah. shipped them over there to Australia. I said, "Man, that's cool right there." And you say the book will be out when? September 30th. September 30th. Yeah, yep. definitely, man. We can't well, the pre-order link will be in this, whether, uh, the yeah, okay. in the description. Hopefully by the end, the, uh, cause they, it take uh, a certain amount of weeks to get the, uh, to have it exactly how, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. so, but the pre-order link will be in there. Um, our goal is to make sure the whole world knows and understands this story. Another one of our goals. Is to get a bill in the Keisha's name, and you will understand why. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We ain't gonna tell you why, but our, another one of our goals yeah. is to get a, a bill in the Keisha's name. Regular little lobbyist here, ain't you? Yeah. We lobbying for yeah. it. We, we, we lobbying for. We won't discuss that bill <laughs> with this moment, but <laughs> but yeah, our goal is to get a, a bill in the Keisha's name. You will see us talking about this uh, for decades to come. Yeah, you know everybody what I'm saying. Talk about yeah, it, but you, that to come. you, we go be sitting next to each other. Sometimes we're not gonna be sitting next to each other talking about it, but we gonna be talking about this for decades to come. Because for me personally, as because uh, me and my brother twins, we identical. We do a, we do a lot of things together, then we do other things apart that we both be involved in. But for me personally, like being an author is just my hands creating. You know what I'm saying? And and with this project, everything lined up that it's perfect for only greatness every like literally everything lined up for everything that was going on with me and everything that's going on with me so every i just seen it as an opportunity to 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 value my advancement more and i know like 
what's going to happen with this is going to open up so many other doors for everybody. And then what's happening with everything else is opening up doors for this. So, again, I appreciate you allowing me to be the person that you trusted to tell your story with. And it's just a beautiful thing. And I can't wait to the whole world know what's up. You know what I'm saying? Well spoken, man. So. If you want to get at us, that's uh, TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Antoine. I'm Santoine. I want for my brother what I want for myself.